we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Mediation. Prior to Jesus' atonement, the children of Israel had to access God by prayers and sacrifices that were performed by high priests. Christ's atonement for our sins made him our what? Mediator. Our prayers are made known to God by him. Just in case you need an illustration of this, there is a perverted illustration and it's called Catholicism. Yes, sir. They'll show you exactly how this works, but their version is perverted. But when you go confess your sins to the priest, the priest will take your sins and take them to God for you. He's the mediator. And he'll give you five Hail Marys, depending on how bad it was. <laughs> Ten Our Fathers, Hail Marys, and whatever else. you know. And then if you happen to die, they can even, if you give them enough money, go pray you out of purgatory, which is the waiting place. It's just, it's just a little hot in there. You can make it in there until somebody gets you out. But yeah, so they have a perverted version of mediation. So they're basically showing you that they, they have given the role of Christ to the priest. And he takes your sins to God. Well, the true illustration is that Christ sitteth at the right hand and interceded for us. He is the mediator and he's the only mediator. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because that, that should not be because there is only one Mediator, and that is Christ Jesus. First Timothy 2 and 5. For there is one God and what? One mediator. one mediator between God and man. So you don't go to a man and tell him to take my prayer to God. Take my sins to God. No, you don't do that. No, no, no. That man or the man, Christ Jesus, is the only mediator between God and man. Jesus Christ is the ultimate what? Ultimate intercessor. His sacrificial death on the cross and his triumphant resurrection gave him authority and access to become our intercessor. Christ is enthroned in heaven, seated at the right hand of God, whereby he makes daily intercession to God for us. Did you hear that? Daily. Now, who would you rather... Have praying for you other than Jesus. I mean, you think Jesus, can, can Jesus get a prayer through? I need Jesus praying for me. Amen. Romans 8 and 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who also maketh intercession for us. The ultimate intercessor is Jesus Christ. We must follow Christ's example as mediator or advocate. It's the same thing. We have an advocate with Christ. He's our mediator. Same thing of the brethren. As Christ prays for us, we should pray for others. Moreover, Christ ensures that our prayers get to God. So we should intercede in prayer on the behalf of others. As mediators, we invite God's power, protection, and counsel in our lives and the lives of others. So praying on somebody's behalf actually helps us get our prayers about them to God. 
So that gives them something extra. Amen. They may be praying for themselves, but when others pray for them, that gives it a little more juice. Like the song, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took out time to pray for me. Are you glad they prayed? I'm so glad. Come on, Brother Jeff. You want to sing it? I mean, you, you dress like you want to sing it. <laughs> took out time and prayed for me. Amen. So, as mediators, that's, that's what we do. So, we're supposed to be just like Christ. We're supposed to be interceding for others. Hebrews 7 and 25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth, Christ forever lives to make intercession for us. You hear that? He forever lives to pray on our behalf. We think of Jesus Christ, we think of him giving his blood for us, dying for our sins. Most people don't even know, and I'm going to talk about it extensively in part nine, but most people don't even know why we're even called to Christ, why we're even saved, what we're saved for. You know, we, I mean, our, our salvation is manifested. We're in this for the battle. It's for the fight. I'm going to explain that. But yeah, it's, it's for the fight. It's not for you to be saved so you can, you know, smile like Joel Osteen all day. No, that ain't what it is. It's about the fight. But it's about intercession. And we're going to make sure that we allow Christ to intercede for us. Intercession. Intercessory prayer is simply, look at somebody and say simply. Because it's a big word in church, man. I mean, some folks make a big deal out of it. Okay, we're going we're gonna to have prayer. Okay, that's just prayer. Now it's time for the intercessors. Here come the warriors. No, oh. oh, here come the prayer warriors. When we pray, oh, it's going to go down in here. Intercessory prayer, it's just it's that simple. The act of praying on the behalf of others. That simple. The act of praying on behalf of others. Intercessory prayer is not some kind of special supernatural thing that makes people grand. It's simply, look at somebody say simply, the act of praying on the behalf of others. The ability to effect pray for others is not a gift you are not called because I have the unique ability to pray for others that is not a special gift the ability it's not a, it's not a gift there is no special calling to intercessory prayer God called me to just I'm, I'm just that, that, that's what I am I'm just a prayer oh when I pray Oh, he boshanda. When I pray, mm, mm, mm. now when she pray, yeah, I got her. When he, boy, oh, but when I pray, stuff start moving. James five and sixteen. Confess your faults one to another, and what? Pray for one another. Was he talking to the intercessors? He's talking to the whole church. Confess your faults. What? And what? Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a what? Righteous 
of a righteous intercessor, of a righteous man called to intercession, of a righteous prayer warrior. No. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Anybody that's righteous. Man, I'm in trouble. I just, oh man. Wow. Okay. The Spirit of God dwells in every believer. If the Spirit of God is not in you, you are none of His. The Spirit of God dwells in every believer. He prompts us to pray on the behalf of others. The Spirit will do that. Has the Spirit ever prompted you to pray for somebody? Amen. Did you have to be an intercessor for that to happen? No. No. You ever got mad at somebody? And the Holy Spirit told you, shut up and pray. Go, go pray for him and hush. Don't say that. Can't take that back. So, yeah, he prompts us. So the Spirit is in every believer. The Spirit prompts us to pray on the behalf of others. Not, not just intercessors and a group of prayer warriors. Everyone. The Spirit of God also communicates with us. He can give us specific people to pray for or request to pray. Romans 8 and 26, scripture I used last week. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we should. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession what? For us. With groanings which cannot be put into words. Intercessory prayer is not optional. Look at somebody say it's not optional. That's that, see, that's the worst part of the prayer warrior group and the, 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 the intercessory prayer group. That's the worst part, that people aren't included in that. And so people see it as optional. Join the prayer warriors and the intercessors, you know. Uh, um, and you, well, no, I'm not really an intercessor. I'm really not called to that. It becomes optional. Do you have children? Then you better get to praying. Amen. 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 Got a crazy husband? You better get, you, your knees supposed to be just skint up. You better get the Oh Is he crazy You better get the prayer Got a woman you can't do nothing with Oh you better get the prayer That's intercession Amen And when you're praying those prayers Don't talk about them You always talk about yourself Lord what can I do What, what, what can I do to change this situation You Use me what, what, what is it Is it me Lord It might be me Usually if everybody's saying it, it is you. You know people that just have strife everywhere they go? With everyone? Got a problem with everyone. It's not everyone. Got some news for you. You can get along with nobody? Oh, people just misunderstand me. They just don't get me. Oh, they just don't understand. Amen. And you got friends like that, you pull them to the side and tell them they're crazy. Don't let them put themselves out there like that. That's your friend. You tell him, say, look, you know, I've been watching you, and um, you know, the word is kind of the, the word is out on me. <laughs> Intercessory prayer is not optional, so we have to do this. We got to pray for people. Look, somebody said, pray for people. Did you know that it is a sin against God to not pray for others? Uh oh. So if you're not an intercessor, intercessor, then it's a, you, you're in sin. Samuel said, more. Over as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. 
but I will teach you the good and the right way. Sin against the Lord because he was commissioned to pray for them and teach them. Just like all of us are, you're commissioned to pray for your children in your house. You're commissioned by God to pray for your husband, pray for your wife. You're commissioned to pray for each other. We're all commissioned by God to do it, so it will be a sin of omission if we don't. Well, I can't get amens on that part, but that's okay. There are sins of omissions. Something you didn't do that you were supposed to do. Pray for me. Prayer warrior is a moniker given by man, which is like a nickname, title, something. It's not in the Bible. Amen. Some stuff is just not in the Bible. And, and, and some people believe it is. They do. Daniel was a prayer warrior. Really? Yeah, it said in Daniel 3 and 2. Church folk who seek to establish titles and recognition for obligatory Christian responsibilities, such as intercessory prayer, do so amiss. No purpose at all. The purpose for titles is usually to obtain glorification and reputation in the body of Christ. Amen. 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 That's what titles are for. Now, we'll call a pastor a pastor because he's been called by God to pastor. And it's not you to judge whether or not he's called. So you can't go to somebody that's pastoring and pastoring boneheadedly and not call him a pastor. Just because you think his pastoring skills are lacking. Amen. Amen. So the safe, the safe bet is just respect him as a pastor and let God judge him. But every believer, when called upon by others to pray, should be able to effectively, look at somebody say effectively, effectively intercede for them. Second Thessalonians 3 and 1. Finally, brethren, do what? Pray for us. This is Paul talking. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. So we blessed you, giving you the word. Now do us a favor and pray for us. Can you, do you pray for your pastor? Pray for us. Don't just benefit from the word. Understand the struggle that the pastor has to deal with to deliver the word. We should pray for one another. We do not need to be in a person's physical presence in order to effectively pray for them. Let me say that again. This is very important. We do not have to be in someone's physical presence in order to effectively pray for them. Amen? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with praying for someone unless you're doing it for glory and attention. However, we need to commit our time and efforts to intercessory prayer. First Thessalonians 5 and 25, brethren, do what? This is Paul saying again, pray for us. He's not talking to the prayer warriors and the intercessors. He's talking to the brethren. Y'all pray for us. Praying on the behalf of the brethren helps to share the load they may be carrying. Intercession allows us to bear the burden of our brothers and sisters. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus prayed for Simon Peter because uh, Satan desired to destroy him. Christ prayed that Peter's faith would not fail and that he would strengthen the brethren after he victoriously endured Satan's test. We also can help the brethren defeat Satan with what? Intercessory prayer. Galatians 6 and 2. Bear ye one another's burdens 
and so fulfill the law of Christ. So praying for other people helps them out. Anybody in here ever just almost felt somebody praying for you? Amen. You just knew somebody had to be praying and you thank God for that. We have to continue to pray for people to help them bear their burden. Summary. It's a long one. Intercessory prayer is not a special gift. However, it is an effective way to engage in spiritual warfare. Amen. So sometimes you are a prayer warrior. Just not. Just don't need a badge for it. Amen. Amen. But you are a prayer warrior. We just don't need a meeting for the warriors. But sometimes you are doing warfare and engaging in spiritual warfare in your prayer. Many of us were taught that there is a special class of prayer warriors in the church. Supposedly, certain believers had the ability to pray better than others, and therefore they were selected as intercessors. But there's a reason why they could pray better than others, or they could at least have more words and sound better than the average prayer, or the average person that prays. Usually, these prayer warriors had failed marriages, Reckless children and low esteem. Countless personal issues caused them to spend a lot of time praying. So much drama in their life that they got good at it. A lot of practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what it was. Just so much drama. Big mama, all her kids in jail. Can't nobody out pray her. Because she spent all her time trying to pray them all out. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying she's a great prayer. She can pray well. She has good words. She's very articulate because she spent a lot of time doing it. And anything you spend a lot of time doing, you're going to get good at. Does that make sense? That's too simple for some people. Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. Man, all our kids crazy. All our kids crazy. So when it's time for her to pray, she knows exactly what to say. They often prayed for their situations and the situations of those around them. These alleged prayer warriors distinguished themselves from the normal praying saints. Also, they were lifted up in the church because they seemed to pray better than others. Today, the myth of the legendary foaming at the mouth, fainting, floating prayer warrior has been debunked. It's gone. God has not specially designated a band of prayer warriors in the postmodern church. However, in spite of erroneous teachings, listen to this, and practices concerning prayer warriors, some believers are given prayer assignments because they are what? Faithful to pray. So yeah, if I'm going to get a group of folks to pray, I'm going to get the group of the folks that are faithful to prayer. Don't make them a prayer warrior and don't make them any better than you. But if they're going to pray when they say they're going to pray, then that's what I need. So, yeah, they do end up standing out a little bit because they're faithful to prayer. Not because they have words that you don't have. Although it is helpful to have intercessors in the body of Christ, we must all determine to fulfill our duty to pray. We cannot point to others to do the praying for us. Without ceasing, we must pray for ourselves and intercede on the behalf of others. We cannot earn a badge of honor for engaging in intercessory prayer. Moreover, we should not inappropriately esteem individuals for a job well done 
in their service to God. Amen. Amen. We cannot esteem them. We can't do that. And I, you know, I used to, I've been to churches where they would sit up on, they stand up on the pulpit and lean over. It would be on the stage. And as the offering plate is going by, looking at what people giving and saying special stuff, making some of the women feel good. I sister, I see you in that hat because she gave a hundred dollar bill, making people feel, you know what I'm saying? Just smooth, smoothing them. No, 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 no. That's not what church is for. You don't get your esteem from church. Man, if I was going to base my esteem from church, boy, I'd quit a long time ago. Because I don't need this. This is hard. This does not make me who I am. Amen. And I was talking to the musicians and I was telling them, you know, that I remember when. No, that wasn't the musicians. We was at my house. With, yeah, it was some musicians at my house. And I was talking to them. I told them, I remember when I had to make the choice to either go all the way with the music and become this great player or say, nah, I'm going to be a husband and a father. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I talk to musicians all the time about it, that there's going to come a point. It's not just musicians. There are athletes and stuff. We got professional athletes in here that were right there. Right there and had to make that decision. Is this the life I want on the road out here? All these women, all this money, this, this, this. Is that what I really want or do I want to be a provider, a husband, and a protector? You have to make that choice. Not saying that professional athletes out there aren't men. Don't get me wrong. Y'all don't, don't twist my words. But I'm saying there comes a point where something has to become more important than the other. I don't care what you think. That, that point is coming. Every man has to face it. Is it going to be about my family? Is it going to be about my home? Or is it going to be about me? Yeah. You ain't going to be no famous anything. Singer and performer. Oh yeah, I'm going to win Hollywood for the Lord. And when, when I'm there, that's where I need to be. I need to be with the homosexuals. And I need to be. The... Yeah, that's, that's foolish. That's foolishness. Because if you don't build your esteem, if you don't allow God to build your esteem up with the role he created you for, you're going to fall in sin. You're going to fall in sin. You better hear me. You're going to fall in sin. Yeah, because only, the only thing, the only two things that are out there is jealousy and envy. And God told Cain, Cain sitting there, he's like, Basically, God said, Cain, you know you can just do what Abel is doing, and I'll bless you. Why are you worried about what Abel is doing? He said, because you are envious and jealous of Abel, sin is what? Sin is what? Crouching. Waiting to do what? Pounce on you. Oh, I'm preaching in here. I feel it. Yeah. So no, no, don't. That's all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's it. And none of that is of the Father. Believers should not be put on pedestals, especially not for required tasks. Amen? So we're not doing that in here. No one's on a pedestal, especially for required. It's required task in here because it's a church. God deserves all the glory for a believer's work. All the glory. Amen? All the, look at somebody and say, all the, all the glory. God deserves all the glory. Amen. 
Now that don't mean you go on your job and they try to pay you and you say, hey, no, just it's for the glory. Okay? No, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what you do unto the Lord, for the Lord, has to be for his glory. Amen? Has to be for his glory. And like Christ, we can lay down our life for the sake of others by what? Interceding for them during our prayer. Romans 15 and 30. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to join me in my struggle. Listen to these words. I urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. That is powerful. That is powerful. And I'm requesting the same thing from all of y'all. Join me in my struggle. Amen? Amen? It's the same thing I told the men Wednesday night. Well, I've said it. I've said it here. I, I talked about it a while back. That what the devil does to me is going to affect you. He's going to come at you the same way he's coming at me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Because you're here. You're receiving what I'm preaching. If he's mad at me for preaching it, he's going to try, try to stop you from hearing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So join me in my struggle by praying for me. And if you pray for me, God will bless you. Who needs prayer? Raise your hand. That's why I'm not calling anybody up because everybody needs it. You need prayer. If you need prayer, we all need prayer. And we all need to pray for each other. Amen? Amen. Everyone bow your heads. And right now with your heads bowed, I want you to get somebody in your mind, in your heart, outside of you. Just get them in your mind right now. You're going to intercede for them. You're going to intercede. While I'm praying, you're going to be interceding and praying for them. You don't have to get loud. You don't have to do it in another language. You don't have to any of that. person next to you, you don't even have to hear you. But we're going to do it. They don't have to be here. I just taught you that, that you don't have, they don't have to be in your physical presence for you to effectively intercede. But we're going to do it right now. Someone in your mind, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Drop them in your mind and your heart and go forth for them right now. As I pray, Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for being great, powerful, almighty, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for doing things your way. We thank you, God, that we give you opportunity here at ABC to do things your way. God, we, we, we open the door and let you in. And you, Father God, command the moves and everything that needs to be done in this place. Because we want this place to be your place. We want it to be a place where you can do what you want to do. And as you are here and your spirit is here with us, I pray right now, Father God, that you would hear every prayer that is being spoken as Jesus makes intercession for each and every person that is in here. As they are praying for someone else, Father God, grant them what they need right now. As they are praying and taking this time to intercede for someone else, grant them what they need in their own personal life, God. Give them what they need in their life. Give them what they been needing what they have been asking you for that is in your will. Father God, grant it 
to them right now. Honor the fact that they are interceding, that they are putting themselves aside, that they're laying down their life right now for someone else in prayer. And Father God, give them what they are asking for in the name of Jesus. Father God, you do it. You do it. Build them up in your most holy faith. Build them up in their creation role. Let them be what you've created them to be, Father God. We speak against envy. We speak against jealousy right now in the name of Jesus because, of those, because those are the things I'm covering in part nine. Father God, I know the enemy wants to bring that junk up in here and in the hearts of men and women that are a part of this fellowship because they have to partake in the struggle of me even doing this message. So I pray right now that you would cancel envy, cancel jealousy in the name of Jesus. We come against those ancient old ones. Old spirits from the beginning of time that have come against you, Father, and your plan since the beginning. And we will not let them come against your plan for us. Father, we rebuke those things right now in the name of Jesus. We will concentrate on our homes. We will concentrate on what you've called us to be. We will keep our orders, Father God. We will walk the walk. We will finish. We will see the finish line, God. We will not faint. But, Father God, we will continue to press toward the mark of the prize, forgetting those things that are behind us. And as they pray for someone else, Father God, let your love and your blessings, your care and concern fall upon them. Shadow, cover them with your shadow, the shadow of the Almighty. Father God, dwell in their homes, dwell in their relationships, dwell among their children. Father God, that they would be called blessed, by those that see them. In Jesus' name, we pray. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.